Hey, this is Jonathan Colton, and you're listening to Stolen Droids Podcast. Or is it the Stolen Droids Podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode number 176. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And we come to you from the week of Monday, August 11th. We're getting up there in episode numbers. I'm getting kind of excited. From the week of August 11th? Or in, in the week of in the week of August eleventh, are we like time traveling again, Zook? <laughs> well, for, oh, we're f- yes. Okay, sounds good. One point twenty one gigawatts. I didn't tell you about that. I, I, I'm not going to question. Coming to you from the future, future, future. Describes the weird fuzzy feeling I have around me. What's really great is I could have added the echo in post, but I decided just to do it myself because I'm OG like that. You did yeah, a great old job. school. Hey, we've got a lot going on this week that we want to bring up. Uh, First off, we need to say thank you to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Once again, huge thanks to our friends at 4814, 48-14.com. Don't Google it. You'll just get a math answer. They are the best WordPress hosts on the planet. Let them show you what they can do for you. Also, we're not brought to you by, but we need to bring it up. Uh, the Geeky Awards. We brought them up before. In fact, I just had an article put up on the site. And we've had their showrunner, the wonderful Kristen Nettapack, on our show a couple times. Well, they're coming up. The Geeky Awards will be on Sunday, August 17th. So it's coming up here soon. And if you're in the L.A. area or anywhere near the L.A. area, you owe it to yourself to pick up a ticket and go see. This will be their second awards show. And the first one garnered over a million social impressions. It was the biggest by far largest indie awards event ever. Uh, From what we understand, Kristen is pulling out all the stops and this year should be even better and bigger. And really it's the, it's the best show out there. It's the only show out there that really helps recognize geeks and what they contribute. Is it fair to say that Kristen Nettapack is the hardest working geek in show business? I would, I, I can't say, I don't know all of them, but I definitely put her up there in that pantheon. She is definitely up there. She really is. She works very hard and it's awesome to see the success that the first geekies had. So hopefully, you know, the second can have that much more success. I I think it will. Mm -hmm. Um, in other news, our Indiegogo is still going. We've been getting some more donations trickling in and we appreciate every dollar, every cent. Uh, but uh, you're running out of time. I know that you've been trying to snipe it, thinking it's kind of like eBay. Well, I'll see how much everyone else donates. And then last minute, I'll put mine in and see if I can win. Well, it's you're not winning anything. It's it's not that kind of donation scheme. Um, just donate now. and You'll win the same thing you would have gotten anyway. We have some great perks set up. Shirts, badges, posters, a chance to interview a celebrity with us. How does that sound? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. Uh, For those of you who have already donated, we deeply appreciate it. We can't tell you how much that means to us, and we love you for it. We truly do. Uh, But, yeah, this ends, I believe, the 19th or 20th, one of the two days. 11 days left. Yeah, 11 days from the time of this recording. And we need your help. So, you know, give often. (laughs) Give give a lot, give often. And spread it, spread it around to everyone else you know. See if they have anything that they want to donate. We would appreciate it. Were you trying to do the Navy slogan? Hit first, hit hard, hit often? Or something? I was trying to do the Democrat slogan. Vote early, vote often. Oh, okay. Regardless of whether you're alive or dead. 
See, and I can say that because I am a Democrat, so I'm laughing that way. Okay, so, um, and finally, last bit of news, Salt Lake Comic Con is coming up. Uh, we recently got to sit in on a press event where, and this is could be considered a headline, but since we're going to be there, it's not really. Salt Lake Comic Con will continue to use the name Comic Con. So take that, San Diego. We, I we dropped can the mic, has... but, but we can't <laughs> afford another one. We can has Comic Con. But we yes. can if the Indiegogo campaign is successful. I'm not going to drop the mic anyway, even if I can replace it. I'm not how, going to. How That's many wasteful. mic drops would we could we afford if we like are successful? Just Stub all of a mic. sudden you hear, you know, just think of that. That would be awesome. No, we just need to have a stunt mic. It's like Nerf foam. Just <laughs> excuse me, stunt mic. Um. Yeah. So we're going to be there. We're actually going to be there right next to Gene from Krypton Radio. He has awesome. the table next to us. And our friends over at Dungeon Crawler Radio, they have the table behind us. So you should come and say hi, because you wouldn't just be saying hi to us. You'd be saying hi to everyone. It's like a little I mean, podcast utopia. I mean, <laughs> we are the important ones. We are the ones that you came to see. And I get that. You know, your whole ticket that you bought, the VIP pass, that was for us. So we realize that. But you can say hi to everyone else, too. Dr. Squishy's going to be there. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a stolen droids palooza. That's going to be a new thing, I guess. The palooza. Greg Horn's going to be there. <laughs> he's not with us, but he's still pretty cool. Yeah, he's very cool. Neil Adams will be there again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, those are our announcements, I believe. That's all of them. We don't have any feedback this week. So, into the headlines. And we start off with the oldest headline here, but actually the biggest one on the list. It turns out uh, it's come to recent light to the general public that Russian hackers have been able to breach security pretty much everywhere, it seems, as Russians do, and stole 1.2 billion usernames and passwords with a B. Yeah. Now, they didn't do it using any kind of particularly sophisticated attack. It was just a huge one. They now, ran a, we, a virus that... We should clarify, ahead. it wasn't just passwords. It was 1.2 billion username and password combinations. And then they also got more than 500 million email addresses. Yep. Not, and not just websites, but websites and FTP sites. It, it was so close to 1.21. If only they'd worked a little bit harder, they could have let's, stolen 1.21 passwords. Let's just go with it. They stole 1.21 sure. 1. passwords. Billion. 1.21 billion. Just 1.21 passwords. It's like one dude from like Providence, no, Rhode no. Island is like crap. It's 1.21 giga passwords. <laughs> I think that's how the metric system works, right? I, I think so. I think that's exactly okay. how it works. Awesome. That's a new hashtag. Hashtag Jigga password. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to spell it phonetically. Anyway, so what they did is they took a virus that installed itself onto a whole bunch of computers. And then once they had that virus on computers, it didn't really sit, it didn't really do much. But when it, they called upon it, it then acted as a drone or a slave computer. If this sounds familiar, it's because we brought it up before. It's called a botnet. Typically, botnets are used to hack larger sites. You can spread the attack out across multiple computers, so they use the horsepower from all of them to bring down other sites. You might remember mm -hmm. Anonymous used to do this all the time back in the day. Well, in this case, they used it instead to hack databases. They'd find a website with a weak 
SQL uh, security setup, and they would just start bombarding it with SQL injection, which, again, you may remember us talking about. That's a kind of old-school level attack. It's uh, rather basic and one that you would think uh, most sites have protected against. Mm -hmm. But as it turns out, there's a lot that haven't. Yeah. And when you have have 400,000 machines doing the horsepower for you, they got a lot of passwords from it. Yeah. Now, to clarify, the the botnets uh, were only looking for the uh, SQL vulnerabilities, uh, and then it would alert the hackers of those sites, and the hackers would manually do the SQL injection. So the botnets weren't that sophisticated. They're just sniffing out which websites had the vulnerabilities. And from there, the hackers could do that, which is still a feat in and of itself. They got 420,000 web websites and FTP sites. So that's still a lot of manual work. Well, it goes to show, and you know, we're going to bring this up here. We might bounce one of our other headlines a little bit closer up here to, uh, to to segue to it, but it goes to show that it doesn't matter what level of sophisticated firewall is out there in the world if not everyone is using it. Right. You know, these are all websites that probably could have been secured against it, but weren't because for some reason they're using older security or they weren't keeping up to date on their security uh, profiles. Uh, it's really the host's fault. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully... Uh Fortunately, this investigation is 18 months in the running, um, and the reason why I say fortunately is because we've had things uh, recently like the Target hack and Heartbleed, um, which hopefully caused many of you to change your passwords. Um, if you did change your passwords recent, recently, I would say within the last 10 months, you're probably safe from this. Um, but just as a PSA, just... If you use two-stage authentication, you are probably safe from this. Because even if they know your password, it's worthless without the token. Yeah. So if you start getting text messages on people trying to access your accounts. (laughs) Like that dude from the New York Times or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now, have they announced which sites were hit? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of sites here. Have they announced any of the big ones? Because I haven't seen that anywhere. Yeah, so far they haven't released any of the information on on what sites have been hacked. Um, I haven't even seen a tool. Usually, when there's um, uh, a big hack like this, usually there's a they don't they don't release the information, but they have a tool where you can put in your email address and see if your account has been compromised. But they don't even have that yet. So maybe the investigation isn't even over. All you have to do is give them your username and your password, and it says if yeah, that's the right password. We have to. And transfer five hundred dollars <laughs> via Western Union to a Nigerian prince. Yeah. We're joking. Don't do that. If a no. form <laughs> asks you for those things, it's a scam. What I think actually here, and this is kind of a tangent, and bear with me. I realize this is a family friendly show, but there's reasoning behind what I'm going to say here. If you're a hacker and you have a system like this, you know which sites I would target? Porn sites. Credit card information. Mm-hmm loads of credit card information, oftentimes given by someone who was there for a short amount of time and then forgot they ever had a username there. Because typically people who subscribe to sites like that, they're not. it's not like Xbox Live where you've had the same username and handle and you use it regularly for the last five years. It's, eh, you went there for a little while, you entered in your information, you may have paid for a month, you never went back. Well, the problem is your information's still there. Well, and if you think about it too how many guys or people out there, men or women, are going to want to say, I got my password stolen from this website. <laughs> Sweetie, if you see a large charge, it wasn't me. My account at, you know, cheatinghusbands.com just happened to be hacked. But trust me, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, that 
there's that advantage uh, too. I wasn't hacked. I wasn't hacked. No, sure. <laughs> 50 bucks, I went to a movie, sweetie. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I realize that that seems a little non-family friendly. But no, truly, if you're going for low-hanging fruit, that would be it. Now, this does. Um, I'm going to skip ahead to a couple other headlines here. One of them I don't think I even put in the show notes. But uh, Microsoft has decided to up their security game in the easiest way possible. With Internet Explorer, there are some vulnerabilities, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm being generous there. But everything since Internet Explorer 9 has started to get more and more secure. Now we're on 11. And the security levels are actually quite high. It is now rated as one of the most secure browsers. That's great, except for the fact that you still have a whole load of other Internet Explorers out there that outnumber 9 through 11. So what do you do with those? Microsoft has come forward and said that starting sometime next year, and I don't have the date right in front of me, they will no longer support older versions of Internet Explorer or older versions of Internet Explorer plugins, so like old Java versions or old Flash versions or old anything else. I think this is brilliant, and it's long overdue. I agree. Can can you guess what the Internet reacted with? (laughs) The least popular browser that everyone loves to hate on suddenly had people coming out of the woodwork freaking out about Microsoft overstepping their bounds with it. (laughs) It's like, what are you talking about? You don't use it anyway. (laughs) That's the problem. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Really, this is the way you want to do it. Um, You want to get rid of all the old unsecure stuff so you can keep the new secure stuff. So things like this Russian 1.21 gigaword password hack can't happen <laughs> jig a word <laughs> <laughs> now you know going back to everybody hating on microsoft for doing this saying that they overstepped their bounds apple does this all the time in mm-hmm. safari they have a plug-in blocker that that will disable this it you know it just so why again the hate on microsoft i don't understand that microsoft has done more to revolutionize the way that we use computers in our homes than really anybody, yet everybody hates them. Can't figure it out. Well, and it's not to say they do it perfectly, right? But, you know, it sure would be a lot easier if, uh, it should be a lot easier if you kept it all up to date. True. So, um, yeah, so that was jumping ahead there. Into the other headline, which is also a little bit Microsoft. Microsoft is suing Samsung. At first, I thought, oh, geez, what's going on now? And then I found, read a bit more about what's happening here. Yeah, they have every right to. It turns out that Samsung pays royalty fees to Microsoft. For every phone they sell, they owe Microsoft a small amount of money. Part of this is a licensing deal that Microsoft has with Android. All Android phones, unfortunately, infringe on Microsoft patents. They have for years, ever since they first came out. As a result, every Android handset sold actually makes Microsoft like five bucks. I think we've discussed that on the show before. We have, but it bears repeating because it's been a while. Well, and everyone knows it. If you make an Android phone or Android device, or maybe it's actually just phone. I don't think it covers tablets. But if you make make an Android phone, you owe Microsoft money. Okay. Well, so what happens when Samsung, who just recently reported their biggest quarters ever and have taken the entire world's market by storm, they're now the leading manufacturer of devices, period, um, what happens when you're them? 
Well, evidently, according to them, you stopped paying the royalties. Last quarter, their payment bounced. Like it defaulted. This quarter, they just decided not to pay it. How do you bounce when you're a company the size of Samsung? How do you bounce a check like that? I... <laughs> Who knows? Throw a trampoline? I have no idea. <laughs> we just kind of made up the account number at the bottom. We don't even know where it went. What's worse is the fact that it's not just Microsoft. Um, Google is going to go after Samsung now, too, because they haven't been paid either. Oh, that's news. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. What is Samsung doing? Are they thinking that now that they're so big, they don't need Android, and so they're not going to pay anyone more? Are they going to go so hardcore towards Tizen phones that they're just going to burn the bridge between Microsoft and Android? Sounds like that's what they're doing, and hopefully for their sake, that's not what they're doing. <laughs> That'd be a, that would be an enormously bad idea. Yeah, that is that is ultimate hubris. I mean, I don't know how it could be any worse for them. Well, I I kind of doubt that's what they're doing, um, because we kind of we saw them going towards t- Tizen um, with their smartwatch. Tizen, Tizen. We need to Tizen. figure out how to say that. Tizen. To Zen. <laughs> um, but then they, within six months, they came out with another Android Wear smartwatch, uh, almost like they realized they can't live without Android. So, well, and they announced that they were going to make the Tizen phone as well, and then we never saw anything from it. Yeah, that's You know, true. we still haven't seen a modern era Tizen phone. Well, and with the cash cow that the Galaxy phones are, I... How how foolish would it be for them to just stop with the Android? Well, and that's the question, isn't it? Because yeah. to the three of us, it'd be stupid, downright stupid. To them, it makes me wonder, and again, I'm speculating here, but what if they now think that they're so big that it's the Galaxy name that's important and not Galaxy powered by Android? <laughs> because Galaxy's a big brand now. And they're people- like, what do you... What do you mean Samsung needs to pay you guys? It's Galaxy. Those guys need to pay you. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's like, well, it's like we've talked about before. What kind of phone do you have? A Galaxy or an Android? It's yeah. it's the same phone. But <laughs> you think about it and we've discussed it on this show before. Schmidty and I are both so firmly entrenched in the Android ecosystem in the Google ecosystem. We're done. We we can't go anywhere else without having to start completely fresh. And that's going to be painful. Yeah. How many unless, people? Unless that environment has the Google ecosystem with it. Yes, and so how many people are going to be, you know, using their Samsung Galaxy S12s, and all of a sudden, the Play Store no longer works, Google Docs no longer work. Sorry, what was that? I was busy checking my Google Mail on my Windows phone. Yeah, yeah, we know, <laughs> we know. I thought you switched over to Hotmail, by the way. Yeah, but I still receive it through <laughs> Gmail. <laughs> Hotmail just pulls my Gmail address. Okay, that works. Whatever. So I, I just use I use Outlook.com as the web interface for it, and honestly, I like it more than Gmail's interface now. But you know, it, but it, but it is still Gmail's mail. How many people though are are so firmly entrenched that if Samsung were to switch over to something non-Android based, how many people are going to have to say? Forget it. I've got to stay Android. I'm too deep. I can't. I can't switch over. Honestly, I think that's the only thing keeping Apple going right now. I think you're right. Yeah, that's true. I, I actually had it's a, a not very their innovation. 
No, no, it's not. Um, I had a uh, humorous conversation with a coworker today, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm trying so hard to get my wife uh, off of iPhone, but uh, frankly, she's scared of leaving. She mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to do. They have all of her stuff. They have all you know all of her apps or that. She's been so entrenched in Apple for so long. She doesn't know what to do otherwise. I'm like, this sounds like it needs a support group. You know? <laughs> Battered I, iPhone users or something. Twelve step program. I think I've said this before, but I I think it's easier to switch from Android to iPhone than it is the other way around because on iPhone, most of the apps you pay for where on Android, there are so many apps you can get for free that when you, when you switch operating systems, it's like, Oh yeah, I have almost nothing invested in that. Um, but with iPhone, you're like, Oh yeah, I've dropped like $800 worth of, you know, for apps on the iPhone. I can't and accessories and (laughs) yeah. And iTunes rentals and yeah. 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 Um, Big tangent. Moving on. Oh, I, I did Google it. It is Tizen. Tizen. It's Tizen. Yeah. Tizzy. <laughs> Tizzy. <laughs> the new Samsung Galaxy Tizzy. Oh, great. <laughs> It'll be brightly colored and aimed at kids. Uh, that could work, actually. <laughs> that, that, that could, actually, now that I mention it. Dang it, I shouldn't have said it out loud. <laughs> Okay, um, move, let's stay on phones, actually, for a little bit here. Um, Microsoft, unfortunately, is uh, getting rid of a lot of jobs. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, with their acquisition of Nokia, a lot of jobs are getting cut. Um, I know Schmitty speculated and wanted to believe that maybe the jobs are simply relocating or being repositioned. And that may be happening to some, but by and large, they're getting cut. Uh, to help prepare for this, um, one of Nokia's previous manufacturers in China uh, are offering their employees the voluntary resignation clause, saying, uh, pretty much, your job is going nowhere, we're getting rid of it, how about instead you actually just resign, so we don't have to get let go of you? Oh, by the way, if you resign, we'll give you your very own free Lumia 630. Let's get something straight. I'm the Windows Phone user here of the group. I love my Windows Phone. I wouldn't take a free Lumia 630. It is basically a step above a feature phone. I don't care what any carrier is trying to advertise to me. It's a crap phone. Well, and it's only worth about $130. That's not a very good severance package. No. No, it isn't. That would get you, eh. well, and granted, some of these guys are farmers who, you know, we've talked about this in the past with how electronics are made these days that may be a month of pay for them but it's still only a month of pay and it's not even a month of pay it's a month of pay bound up in a plastic device that they can't get rid of or use they could probably trade it for like a kidney though (laughs) and then sell the kidney yeah sell the kidney yeah because we all know that the real money over there is in black market organs if Ghost in the Shell taught me anything, and it probably didn't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is this is not a Microsoft decision. I don't even think this is a Nokia decision. This is definitely a Chinese manufacturing arm decision. And man, those guys are douchey. Yeah, it probably doesn't even come with service. Like here, here's a phone, and good luck paying the bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. This is only good for T-Mobile. Not going to help you in central China at all. It's not even the international version. But, hey, it's got Xbox games, right? That's not nothing. Smart glass. 
Too bad you can't <laughs> you can only get, get through the... the Great Wall of China. Great Firewall <laughs> of China, rather. Oh, bad, bad news. Um, let's go more Microsoft news. Boy, boy, they're really just kind of dominating headlines. Uh, and this is kind of a weird one, but Microsoft has always been interested in trying to find new ways to cross-promote and really get their names in front of things. In fact, if you've noticed in the past couple of years, most of your TV shows, uh, they're, the actors are using Microsoft devices. I remember watching Castle use a Windows phone. I remember I thought I saw a Surface in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just all over the place. It's just product placement. It's okay. Well, they just secured a deal with one of the largest product placement centers in the world, the NFL. From here on out, all NFL games, you will see specialized hardened versions of the Surface 2 on the sidelines. They'll be waterproof and impact resistant, and they have these special cases and whatnot, and they they will be what coaches and players and uh, refs and everyone else are using to call plays, to review things, to show whatever this is kind of cool i think because again it's the marriage of technology and sports which i think actually is a natural thing it goes hand in hand so i don't think i don't think that's out of place i just think it's kind of weird that they felt the need to announce it like it actually matters i can't help but think of that scene i think it's in wayne's world 2 where there's all the product placement and they're talking Wayne's world one is it the first one it's there's, the first one. There's all the product placement, and they are talking about how they won't sell out and all that stuff. Meanwhile, they're wearing Reebok gear and eating Pizza Hut pizza, and <laughs> that that's all that I can think of when I when I hear this story. Nuprin, little, yellow, different, better. Now, if if they get these to integrate with you know the the helmet cams they have out on the field and all the new sensors they have going, then I I think that's more. Um, uh, interesting news to me but just just putting the that tablets cool. out there um not really that big of a deal they probably already had tablets to begin with so yeah well it's also tying all into nfl's official app on windows phone oh, cool. um now i have it here on my phone i don't know anything about the football, so i don't know if this is a good app <laughs> the football <or> <laughs> the football but um supposedly this app is now like the app to have if you're a fantasy football player I don't know what that is either. I think it involves a magic missile or something. Maybe some elves, dark elves, maybe. Do you do you, do you, do you play this in turns? I is there like is the ref kind of like the dungeon master? Do you have a d twenty? <laughs> it's it's football shaped. It doesn't roll very well. <laughs> Actually, that's a d eight. Kind of bounces. But um, yeah, eh, I don't know. Kind of cool that they're doing this. Well, you know what is really cool? Well, it starts from not cool, but it goes cool. LG has the new G Watch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I'm trying to secure one right now for us to review. Uh, not having much luck on that, but uh, I'll keep working on it. Well, it charges in a really funny way. It has like five or six ports on the back, just these little contact five, spots. Five contacts, yeah. Yeah, and you put it onto the docking cradle, and those five contacts then charge the phone, or charge the, the smartwatch. Kind of cool, right? Um, keeps it nice, keeps it uh, sealed so it can be water resistant and whatnot. Well, here's an interesting thing. It's been causing a load of skin irritation and they couldn't figure out why. They thought, well, are people having metallurgic reactions with the uh, contacts? Well, yeah, turns out it kind of is because the watch has been electrocuting them. (laughs) 
shocking them. <laughs> electrocuting leads to death. <laughs> so hopefully it hasn't been electrocuting anyone. Not always. I've been electrocuted many times, and I'm still here, I think. <laughs> you are kind of twitchy, though. Yeah, it's because I'm a first-person shooter. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. I looked it up. Electrocute. Injure or kill someone by electric shock. Yeah. So I, I once uh, I once took a voltage so high that I couldn't focus my eyes for forty five minutes. <laughs> it was that explains really a lot about you, actually. <laughs> don't mess around with TVs, kids. Well, actually, I think now you can because uh, the LCD ones don't take nearly as much power as the old CRTs. Yeah, did, they don't have those huge capacitors like in them. Volts. Yeah. They don't. They don't uh, put out one point twenty one gigawords. So. <laughs> I'm just going to run that joke into the ground. But so um, the it turns out the contact points were running power through them even when they were off the charger. Just a very, very low sensing current, really, just to see if it was on the charger. So it was running the constant current to see if it was making contact. Well, that constant current turns out it was irritating slash mildly burning people. And I don't want to cause yeah. a panic. It wasn't mildly burning like a scorch. But, I mean, what else do you call it when a low-level electric current is interacting with your skin in such a way to cause heat reactions? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you would call it a rash under any other circumstance, but it was technically an electrical burn. So, what's happening here, and this is kind of cool in a way, is LG is pushing out a new firmware which will fix this issue. Fix it by telling the watch not to run the sensing current anymore and simply wait until it actually gets something from the charger to then accept charge simple little fix right but what they've eff effectively done here is fix a hardware fault with a software upgrade which is kind of nasa ish of them in a way yeah i mean i mean how often do we find that happening sorry we didn't think about this hardware fault is an actual flaw in the design of the hardware. We'll fix it with a software patch. How else could they do that, though, hardware-wise? I mean, have it where you connect it via cable with the port on the side? I mean, um, what, what, are the, uh, what, NFC? what are the other options? NFC. When it gets near to the... If, if, I think those uh, watches have NFC chips in them. I believe they do. And if they if they do, as soon as it gets near the NFC cradle for the charger... It activates charging profile. Well, when they could do it the way the Pebble did it, it the Pebble didn't have any exposed contacts. You just slap the it, uh, magnetic uh, charging cable up to it, and then it starts charging through the plastic. So there weren't any exposed contacts. I, I did not know that. That's kind of cool. I guess you could do kind of like they do with the Nexus 5 and a few other phones where I have wireless charger. I just set my phone down on the pad, and it charges. Yeah, so do I. I think that's... I want to say that's how Motorola is doing it with their with their Moto Watch, the round one that just looks kind of awesome. Yeah, they that, have, yeah, that they have right like there a makes the most charger. sense to me. So, yeah, there's another one I want to. Uh, there's another one I want to <laughs> review <laughs> is the the Moto Watch. That thing looks sexy. Your Jigga words are not coming out well tonight, man. I do not enunciate Jigga words well. <laughs> say that so ten times wrong fast. With that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Schmitty and Ruff, their heads are both just kind of like collapsing in on themselves. I'm pretty sure there was like a dangling participle there or something. I don't know. <laughs> dangling hey, stop something. Looking there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
Let's go to Verizon. Hey, remember last week when we talked about how Verizon and the FCC kind of had it out? Uh, the FCC was telling Verizon, you told people that you were giving them unlimited data. But it turns out you've been throttling that data way down. Um, <laughs> Verizon had the most eloquent and articulate answer I've ever heard. I mean, it really, really, you could almost see their point after they announced this, which takes a lot of skill from a PR rep. They said everyone else is doing it too. Wow, guys. Did it really take you a week to come up with that response? Well, they also. Because my kids do it like in five minutes. They also said, though, that uh, they have no incentive to not use unlimited data unless they get throttled, which is kind of a jerk thing to say, I would wait, think. Wait, wait, repeat that? They have no incentive to not use all the data in the world if they're not getting throttled. They mean us? They mean being the people with unlimited data. There's no incentive so, for Schmitty, them not to use it. Schmitty, you have no incentive to use... Wait... To not use. You, so there, you, there, have, but, you have no incentive to not use all your unlimited data you can unless it's moving really slow. Yes. Uh, apparently. That's, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so if they didn't make it slow, you wouldn't use data anymore? Yeah, I mean, like I mean, the slow internets. If, <laughs> Look, I only like to listen to Pandora when it takes 30 minutes to buffer. I mean, that's really the way to listen to it. I think I like their to point watch is that... If you are not going to be throttled, you're just going to keep using the data. There's no incentive for you to not stop or to stop at some point. But you've yeah, got we know you've that's got why it's called data. unlimited data. Yeah. yeah, when I when I when I'm watching Netflix and then all of a sudden I can't watch Netflix, I kind of have to stop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I truly feel like you lose something in the music. That's why I like to listen to it like I did in 2000 by taking 10 minutes to get one song. <laughs> That was the fast internet connection. Ten minutes? Oh, are you kidding? I had the best dial-up in the neighborhood. It took me like five hours to get a ten-second song. Okay, and we're talking like 96 kilobits a second here, kids. Okay, <laughs> and then there's 320 kilobit per second music you guys listen to. Yeah, 96. That was shotgunning. You were two lines, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the audio stream. The bit oh, rate okay. of the audio stream was 96. Oh, okay. It sounded like an AM radio, and I loved it. <laughs> I remember when the trailer for The Phantom Menace came out. I started that buffering in the morning before I went to work, and I watched it 10 hours later when I got home. Right up until like the last minute of the trailer, or last 30 seconds of the trailer, and when it stopped the buffer and restarted the stream. Yeah. Wait, that was for the trailer, not the movie? Trailer. Wow. Trailer. That was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. It was four-year-old. It was crazy, <laughs> but yeah, I left Verizon in January of this year. I have not regretted that decision once at all, and it's comments like this that make me think I made a really good choice in leaving Verizon. Yeah. Now, what they're saying here is that they will only start throttling you when you exceed a certain amount. Okay. But right now they're saying that amount is 4.7 gigabytes. Well, geez, that's that's nothing, right? Oh my gosh, 4.7 gigabytes. I, I should clarify. That's that's a lot. You'll never hit that. You'll never hit 4.7 gigabytes. 
Quick show of hands, let's say an average music video on YouTube at 1080 resolution. Any idea what that is? That's around 800 megs. 800 megs for a five-minute video. Mm-hmm. Two of those, and you've just hit a third of your monthly limit. In 10 minutes, you've eaten through a third. Oh, and never mind the 4K videos that YouTube does have, and with many modern superphones, they do have 4K screens. Yep. Okay, 4.7 gigabytes is not what people think it is anymore. Well, T-Mobile gives you five before they start to throttle you. Yeah, and even then, it's just a throttle. I don't have an unlimited plan. I didn't pay for an unlimited plan. They just, In fact, I'm on the 2.5 gig plan. I paid for 2.5 gigs. They've just said that at 2.5 gigs, we won't shut you off. You'll just get slightly slower speeds. Yep. Mm. Downright decent of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, my, my music streaming on T-Mobile doesn't count against my data limit. Cool. Now they just need to do that to YouTube, which would be the very stupid idea for them. Because <laughs> then everyone will get it. Anyway, yeah, Verizon, come on, pull it together. At least come up with a better answer than that, seriously. My gosh. Um, I think this is the last tech headline before we get into absolutely gushing and uh, ostracizing Zoner. But it turns out this week that uh, Gmail alerted authorities to a person uh, who was previewing child pornography. That's good. They did this by going through his mail. That's bad. Of course, it wasn't actually one person who was going through the mail. It was their automatic algorithm who looks for these things. That's good. But we don't really know what other algorithms they have running and what else they may be viewing. That's bad. You kind of see where we're going with this because definitely a lot of people, privacy... um, Advocates are really going nuts saying, oh, my gosh, Gmail's going through all your stuff, and if they don't like it, they'll report you, right? And I can understand that fear because it's a real fear. But at the same time, Google's saying, no, 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 no. Anything we see, we throw out unless it matches these specific things, which we are bound by law to report. And one of them happens to be, like, for instance, you could be emailing your friend the plans to rob a bank, And Gmail, Google may catch that and ignore it because it's not, it's not law. But as soon as it goes into the realm of child pornography, they alert the authorities. Now this, so we're aware, just so you know, if you haven't read up on the story, I suggest you do because it's kind of important, but this was not a false positive. The cops went to his house. He had other stuff. He was already a convicted uh, child uh, sex offender. It, It was bad. All around, okay? So the right guy was caught for the right reasons. But it's still something that has people kind of up in arms and worried. And to be perfectly honest, I don't even know how I feel about it. You know? On one hand, it's real easy to say, well, don't break the law. (laughs) You know? Hey, you have nothing to fear if you don't break the law. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, but, you know, that's supposed to be my email. Yeah, the, the biggest fear that I think most people have, um, maybe without knowing it, is the possibility of false positives. Um, if I email my parents a whole bunch of pictures of my kids and they happen to be wearing like peach-colored clothing or something, and their algorithm flags it as child pornography, what's that? What does that mean for me? You know, so there was that. Oh, sorry, Zana, go ahead. Well, you think about it too. How many bathtub pictures have you seen in your lifetime? 
kids yeah, in the that tub. Was, that was exactly what I was going to bring up. Earlier this year, a Florida couple, I want to say, maybe it was somewhere else, but it was a couple, they had the cops called on them at Walmart because they dropped their film off uh, at the, to get processed. Who who does film anymore? Anyway, they, they dropped it off those? to get processed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Florida. They dropped it off to get processed, and they came back to find the cops waiting for them because the lab techs flagged it as child pornography. It was their daughter in the tub, you know? It was a little baby girl playing in the tub, and they took a picture of it, okay? Mm. Not trying to get into too much detail here, and I don't want to hear about it because, be honest, we all have it. My parents have a picture of me as a baby. I'm playing in the tub. You can see my bare butt right in the air. I'm playing with my toys. It's a cute little picture, okay? Parents take those kinds of pictures for future blackmail and for when you start dating, okay? (laughs) Extortion. (laughs) Inevitably. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tradition as old as the camera itself, and before then we were painting it, okay? <laughs> See that cave, cave painting right there? Cave drawings <laughs> of fathers doing this to their daughters and embarrassing them. Um, but yeah, false positives happen, and I think I think people are more scared about that than anything else. So, yeah. I don't know. What's everyone else's thought? Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Are you worried about this? Are you worried about false positives? Is it a breach of privacy, or is it worth the risk? So, we want to hear. Into some comic news or movie news. Zoner shaming news. Yes, Zoner shaming. Who here has seen Guardians of the Galaxy? I have. Twice. (laughs) Yeah. Guess what? It's freaking awesome. Sad face. It's really good. Guess who hasn't seen it? Shut up. (laughs) Oh, the shame. But hey, instead of seeing Guardians of the Galaxy last weekend... I installed a bunch of cabinets in my garage and unpacked a bunch of boxes, so I now no longer look like something out of Hoarders. Yeah, you still lose. Because last weekend, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, shot a bunch of guns, and grilled meat on my new grill. Okay? My my weekend could have only been more manly if it was on Shark Week. <laughs> so, you lose. Even Amber, who isn't on this episode, has seen it already. You have no excuse. Well, actually, I take that back. No one has any excuse if you haven't seen it. Because it turns out it is Marvel's highest rated movie on IMDb. It has made it onto IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. And currently sits at number 34. So it turns out everyone has seen it. Except for Zara. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm just going to go cry in- now. There are starving children in Ethiopia who have seen this movie. They don't know what a tree looks like, but they've seen this movie. Funny thing is, they didn't get any popcorn either. Ha ha. Oh my gosh. Well, I forgot what it's like when you're not on the show. I'm horrible. But they're, but they're running around saying, I am Groot. I am Groot. But, okay, so when I say this is an important list, it's a little bit modern heavy. Like, you know, for instance, The Dark Knight is number four. Um, I think all the Star Wars movies are on it, which obviously we know is not right. Um, but it's still on the list with the likes of Citizen Kane, Gone with the Wind, Seven Samurai, actual, you know, fistful of dollars, classic movies that help identify cinematic achievement and cultural touchstones. Sounds very all highbrow, doesn't it? But the truth of the matter is the movie is that good. Well, it's not just on the top 250. It's number 34. Yeah. It actually made it up as high as 20, 
before it kind of slipped back down a little bit. I don't know quite how they determined that, but it's a, it's a rolling scale. <laughs> I say this as a love of, I love sci-fi and I say this as a fan of sci-fi, even if this movie hadn't been Marvel, if it had just stood alone on its own, if it hadn't had any Marvel references and if the guardians of the galaxy were not a Marvel property, this movie would still be just as good as it is. It probably wouldn't be getting as much box office revenue, yeah. Put think- another way, you know how Serenity out Han Soloed Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy out Serenity Serenity. Definitely, yeah. It, it, it's it's that good. It is so good. Um also the uh, the soundtrack's pretty freaking awesome too. <laughs> I've been listening to it all day. So so have I. I'm, I'm imagining that the iTunes is currently skewing heavily into the 70s top hits right now for some reason. <laughs> hey, did you know that they, uh, the soundtrack's actually on sale? You can find it on our site. It's yeah. like 14 bucks for two discs with some awesome cover art. You should get it. Just saying. Yes. Definitely worth it. Yes. <laughs> and or digital download. Actually, no, no, no. I think it has digital downloads or CDs or vinyl. You can buy it in vinyl. Ooh. Which just kind of makes it all perfect. Sweet. Well, considering the songs on the soundtrack, vinyl does make sense. No, oh, totally makes sense. Eight track would make more sense. Well, this is just the score. These are the, just the... No, it's the score on one it. disc and it's the soundtrack on the other disc. Oh, I haven't checked out the second disc. Oh, yeah. It's Oops. awesome. <laughs> okay, so that's our love affair with Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, if you haven't seen it, see it, please. It's so good. Um, into some other Marvel slash Disney slash merchandise. Disney has announced that they are going to start uh, planning a Star Wars theme park. Not quite really sure if they're meaning a Star Wars section of Disneyland or a Star Wars theme park on its own. Regardless, it's going to be awesome. Well, it's hopefully. It's Disney. No, yeah. Disney knows how to do theme parks, except for, like, in France. Or, you know, Star Tours. Oh, yeah. Star Tours is awesome. I, is it? I like it. I liked it. It was good for the time, but it aged very... I mean, it's kind of... It was right next door to Captain EO. Right. Okay. It still is. It, well, it, well, for the no, for Captain the time, gone. No, for the time, time it I was... was there last year. They had Captain EO still going. Really? Yeah, <laughs> they brought it back, capitalizing on Michael Jackson's death, no doubt. Well, I I really think that Disney could pull off a full Star Wars themed theme park. Um, it's just they they're they're masters of theme parks. Captain EO ran from eighty six to ninety six. The attraction returned to the park in 2010 as a tribute after Jackson's death. See, capitalizing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they did redo Star Tours. They completely redid the attraction at Disneyland. And 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 in that time, Star Wars went has gone from being kind of a, a, a niche geek thing to a major money draw. Well, and this is good well, timing, so. too. They they plan on, within the next 10 years, releasing, what, five or six Disney movies, um, including um, uh, animated series on Disney XD. And so a, a theme park 
to go along with that makes perfect sense. I wonder if they, they could just like do all of Tomorrowland and have it be like Star Wars land. That would be awesome. <laughs> but then what do you do with things like Space Mountain? You know, you've got the staples there that have been there since Walt. So I think they should do their own separate area. Oh, Space Mountain should be redone into like a Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy style dogfight battle. But that's not Star Wars. No, but it's still Space Disney. Mountain isn't Star Wars anyway. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, see? <laughs> and Zoner can be in line for it and say, I don't recognize any of this because I haven't seen the movie. None of this makes any <laughs> sense. Why is there a yes, raccoon climbing on a tree? That doesn't happen in the real world. Shouldn't that be over in Fantasyland? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the princess another, singing to him. That's another thing I want to mention. Uh, Rocket was CG. I forgot halfway through the movie that he was CG. It was that good. I, I had to keep yeah, reminding he myself. Really was. Oh, this is CG. <laughs> and Vin <laughs> Diesel may only have one line, but he says it in so many different ways. You start to understand what he's saying. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm dead wow. serious. And his. Leave it to Vin Diesel to have a one line in a movie that makes you start to tear up. It happened with Iron Giant, and now here it is again with Guardians. It technically has two lines, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone. So, Thank you. We'll I appreciate leave, the consideration. Leave that out there. <laughs> so. well, yeah, there's because there's I Am Groot, and then there's I Make You Cry Now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay, um, into uh, some other comic movie news. Batman v Superman, still the stupidest title ever. Um, it's not of Justice. New... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. At least they put the colon there, unlike <laughs> Superman, colon. It's a super colon. <laughs> I would it never needs to, to be inspected. Um, yeah, so this movie has been moved again. It was going to come out May 6th of 2016, and has now been moved to March 25th, 2016. Well, that's only two months move, right? What's the difference? Technically mm-hmm. a month and a half. Well, because if it stayed going out in May, it'd be going right up against Marvel's newest offerings. Captain so you'd be looking America. at Captain America 3. Uh, they've been talking about... Wait, when is episode nine, uh, Episode 7 supposed to come out? Isn't that... The 2017? Yeah, I forget. I forget too. I'm kind of I'm kind of burned out, they, honestly, with they the keep, Marvel release. They keep changing schedule. all the dates. Squishy's comics and movies for that. <laughs> yeah, they keep changing the dates for all these. Uh, originally, all these movies were supposed to come out in 2015, but things keep getting shifted around because they don't want to go up against each other. Uh, but yeah, they didn't want to go up against Captain America three, which makes perfect mm-hmm. sense to me. I yeah, wouldn't and, uh, want to either. Squishy pointed out in his podcast that uh, this change happened just a couple days after Guardians of the Galaxy. Was yeah, because it's that good. <laughs> They're like, Honestly, um, DC uh, just needs to crap or get off the pot. Yeah. Because that's what it's turning into. We're in like this eternal stalemate where they're just kind of hoping to cross the road and Marvel just keeps throwing cars down the road whether or not they're even good. And they end up being good. <laughs> yeah, they all end up being good. I actually did some math on my way home. Guardians is Marvel's 30th property movie. The only, only the 10th one they've done themselves. But it's the 30th major motion picture 
with one of their properties. Mm-hmm. Is that taking into account like the crappy Captain America from 1990 that went direct to video and the- N- No, it's it's no, not because that's not a major motion release, theater. but that's that's three that's four X-Men movies, two Wolverine movies, two Punisher movies, uh a Howard the Duck movie, uh you know, two Spawn. Fantastic Four movies, five uh, X-Men. Five? five? Five. That's right. The three. I thought there was only four. The three and then First Class and Days of Future Past. 31 movies. What about Wolverine? I yeah, I took I took the two Wolverine movies in okay. there, Origins and The Wolverine. And come uh, the next one, Big Hero 6, that'll be 32. Yeah. I didn't know that was Marvel. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's one of Marvel's kids' properties. So, yeah, check out Squishy's Comics and Movies for more details because we're just kind of stealing information from him. Uh, Into the longest-running headline in TV history, Arrested Development is not over yet. That makes me happy and sad at the same time. I'm almost kind of hoping that it will be over at some point because I'm tired of this headline. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what they've done, the fourth season took, what, seven years or something to come out on netflix because it was canceled by fox and then it just sat there and fans wanted it and it finally came out and fans were disappointed i was disappointed but how do you really follow up the magic of the three seasons of arrest development that that we were treated to now they're saying season five is just a matter of when well and it's not just the three seasons this is coming from a person who's never seen a single episode of the show but also the 7 years that it took to come back out people's expectations just grew high, bigger and bigger i love serenity i'm annoyed serenity was canceled fox firefly. did a huge disservice oh sorry yes you're right firefly um they did a huge disservice canceling firefly guardians of the galaxy proves that people like the firefly concept okay but even if they were somehow able to start it up again, I would be disappointed. And I would be disappointed because I have all these years of pent-up aggression towards Fox and how good this show should be that nothing is ever going to live up to it now. True. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's just kind of what it is. Just remember that the next time you're ranting about Jericho. <laughs> you know, that's actually something uh, that I think of quite often. If Netflix does pick up Jericho or if someone else, Yahoo or whomever, does pick up Jericho. Whenever Zahner's wife is wondering what's on his mind and why he seems despondent and not interested in her anymore, he's just actually sitting there in his mind going, I really miss Jericho. I, I really, in fact, yesterday I was thinking, I need to watch it again. It's been a couple months. <laughs> but I, I seriously think about that because it was such so good in its time and it still holds up. It's still really good. But my expectations... I don't know that they could be satisfied. And that's how I felt when Arrested Development Season 4 came out. My expectations were so high that I was somewhat disappointed. It's not to say that it wasn't good, because I did enjoy it, but it wasn't what I expected. Right. No, and I get that. That's I think that's actually a fair assessment. Um, moving in to uh, some anime news. We don't usually do anime news, which is funny because I love anime. So, uh, Studio Ghibli... I don't like this studio. I know. Cardinal Sin. I'm Japanese. I like anime. And I don't like Miyazaki films. I know. Burn me at the stake here. I don't even know if I'm even pronouncing the studio's name right. That's how little I know about it. But I do know this. They're in financial trouble. Big trouble. So much so that they have to stop operations. They're not closing. 
they, they wanted to specify that. They're not going out of business. They just can't make any more films. As if to say nuts to that, Miyazaki himself has come out of retirement to work on a new film. <laughs> Maybe, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't understand quite how budgets work. <laughs> it's not a question of, mil, of will, Miyazaki. It's a question of money. Um, and maybe he has enough to personally fund it. So, well, if you stop and think about it, people keep giving M Night Shyamalan money, despite the crap that that guy turns out repeatedly. He keeps getting money to make movies. Do you think that this may be something where, oh, it's Miyazaki? We'll have no problem funding a movie. We'll be able to get investors who, because we know that the return is going to be there. It'll Possibly. be great. Yeah. We'll get Miyazaki to write the story, and Shyamalan will direct it, and maybe we can get <laughs> Jaden Smith as the lead character. Oh, no. You know, his voice. You know, it'll be great. Maybe he's got a Kickstarter campaign out there, and he's just getting money that way. <laughs> oh, like us. <laughs> yes, but, again, that's our Indiegogo campaign. You can find it at the top of StolenDroids.com, lower, uh, upper left-hand corner, one of the left-hand corners. Okay, into our favorites, and I have the coolest one ever. Well, maybe. I think it's pretty cool. The Milano, Peter Quill's ship in Guardians of the Galaxy, named after Alyssa Milano. I did not know that. Yeah, it's actually, they've come out and said it's named after her, because when he was taken as a small child, that was she was kind of the teenage heartthrob of the time on Who's the Boss. Oh, yeah. And so he named his ship after after his teenage his preteen crush, crush. <laughs> yeah so the the creators and the crew decided to do a mtv crib style walkthrough of the ship and they managed to mock everything perfectly the camera angles the editing style you get to see the milano bouncing like it's on hydraulics <laughs> the quick okay. zooms and <laughs> it's doing the quick rack zooms uh he's showing you his cars his garage you know it's it is hilarious, and it's well worth checking out because that ship is damn awesome. <laughs> yeah, my favorite uh, comes to us from Google. Uh, a few years ago, they released uh, the Moon and Mars on uh, Google, the Google Earth app. Um, that has since kind of disintegrated. Who knows where that went? But now you can um, view the Moon and Mars on Google Maps, straight from maps.google.com. Um, so I was geeking out about this. Um, I was bookmarking all the Apollo landing locations and, uh, now I'm going to work next on the, uh, Mars rover locations. So, uh, check it out if, if you like space and moon and the Mars and Google maps. So it's pretty cool. And for mine, if you are a child of the eighties or a product of the eighties, you are familiar with garbage pail kids we all had them as kids we all loved them because they were awesome and our parents hated them well <laughs> at, and so did my sisters <laughs> at san diego comic-con uh, tops released six jumbo collectible garbage pail kid trading card prints featuring some parodies of game of thrones captain america uh, my favorite one is the he-man because that's just awesome um but they have released these uh, a fi set of 500, limited edition of 500, uh, featuring the alternate names of the six characters that were released at Comic-Con. Uh, they are about 40 bucks, I believe, for the six 11 by 14 uh, 
card prints. Uh, very cool. If 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 you're a Garbage Pail Kid fan, you'll definitely want to check these out. I definitely like Dead Ned. Yes. <laughs> yes. Kind of a spoiler, right. though. Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, all right. Well, that is our show this week. Again, let us know what you're thinking, uh, how we're doing. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Uh, until next time, cheers. End of line. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.